Hello, everybody, and we're back on Sunday with our special American Shoreline podcast Sunday Bulletin, bringing you up to speed on all the goings-on at the International Ocean Film Festival here in San Francisco, Fort Mason. We're back in the firehouse. Peter Ravella, how are you feeling this morning? Well, you know, day four of the film festival and some real highlights uh, from yesterday. Last night was special. Absolutely. Um, this morning was great. Uh, I think we should pick up with last night. I think we yes. should, the, the feature film of last night. Well, let's, uh, t- let's bring people kind of zoom yeah, out. So right, th- yeah. every day there is a kind of rhythm to the day. And there's, you, there's uh, programs of films that we sit down for. They're usually themed. Um, if the, you know, there's a Q&A after a showing with the filmmakers. So, you know, these, these are serious sit-down events. Yeah, and um, the evening time, the prime time show is the seven p.m. program. And last night we had a doozy. It was really good program last night. So these, the way they set this up, usually it's a couple of short films. This is uh, the program last night included uh, a film called Wake Up, which was a short uh, deep look. Which is the second one was called Deep Look. The adorable sea slug is a sneaky little. Th- uh, thief, which was a, a, a short film, beautifully shot, but explained how uh, sea slugs get nematocysts from hydroid, uh, uh, hydro, hydroids, uh, which they eat and consume and then have yeah. these stinger. I mean, it was a really cool thing if you were into marine biology. But the main film of the night was called A Feather to Kill. It won the director's award at the conference. It was a world premiere showing. Uh, it was directed by Hardy Jones and a guy named Uli, uh, really I'm going to mess up the name, but Plofner. Um, they're Americans and a film about illegal dolphin harpooning off of Peru. And dolphins are hunted there for shark bait. And it's part of the shark fishery off of Peru uh, a really courageous film because the guy went totally. deep undercover. T- deep undercover embeds with these shark fishermen yeah. and um, uh, goes along. And I mean, the fishery by this point, this was in 2016 that he was actually out there on the water. Um, but the fishery by that point when he, they were shooting was so exhausted that the uh, presumably because they were out for weeks before seeing dolphins and that you know, is anyone, I mean, goodness, whenever mm-hmm. you're in a healthy dolphin area, you know it because they come right up to the boat. They're so sociable. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that's what they do. They go out and they, uh, harpoon a dolphin and that turns into the bait for what then becomes a brutal, uh, shark, yeah, uh, long line shark, long, fishery. long line f- shark fishing. And this is, uh, Principally for the fins, right? This yeah. is about the shark fin trade, it is which the is a theme trade. that we've been learning about uh, here at. And yesterday afternoon actually was the shark program, mm-hmm. um, and we we have some supplemental material we'll be we'll be sending down right. the line here for you guys um, with David McGuire, uh, yeah, from Shark Stewards, yeah, um, great but, interview with David, and yesterday. he's an activist on this issue of, of shark the shark fin trade and and trying to change this because it turns out that we are really decimating uh sharks yeah, the estimate there. in the uh, in the shark fishing industry 73 million animals a year uh there are uh he talked about the loss of pelagic species the the blue sharks which are the open water pelagics uh but the 
the shark finning trade uh, for shark fin soup uh, has been under a lot of pressure and has been made illegal in many parts of the world. But A Feather to Kill was a film to tell us about the back areas or the unregulated parts of the planet where this kind of exploitation and it's just interesting that they're using dolphins as bait for sharks um it, right the the feather so you understand the name so the folks out there get a feel for the film it's a it's a difficult film to watch because it's a, a bit brutal but the feather is a is a brass harpoon tip that is put on the end of a metal pole and when the uh, the dolphins are bow riding, uh, which they do all the time, um, they're harpooning it, uh, dragging these guys on board, and then they chop them up and set their uh, their shark nets. And the and the, and they're very successful shark fishermen. So the, this is a case where the resource and and what's fascinating about that film is that this guy spent more than a month on board this ship under which the, was a rinky dink little guy fishing boat alpha peru i mean they were out in the they were out water. in the open water for weeks yeah. at a time and it probably was maybe a 30 foot maybe had a little tiny cabin uh four guys on board um but the uh the, he went under the guise of saying look i'm interested in sharks i'd like to see some sharks it did not reveal of course that he was really there to expose this illegal dolphin harpooning trade and 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 stuff, but the interesting thing to me uh, <clears throat> really was the fishermen. They said, "Look, we know this is illegal. Uh, dolphin killing dolphins in, is illegal in Peru. We we know harpooning them is illegal. They talk openly about it, but they said we're offshore. There's zero chance that we are going to be caught." And it was the lack of enforcement and their 100% awareness of that that let this fishery yeah. keep going. And it's it's a tough film to watch if you're a conservation-minded person. It really was. I mean, I think that this was one of the, the darkest uh, films of the festival for me so far. Um, for one, uh, you know, you kind of get in that it's, it's about that we're going to be bummed out because they're going to be killing dolphins yeah. for bait. And then on top of that, he's like the filmmaker who's, you know, narrating the thing is like, and the worst part was the sharks. They just decimated the sharks out there. And yeah. and they're, he got great. I mean, I say great. It's it's difficult to watch, but it's really as a document of what a modern fishery in Peru looks like. He captured he went out there and got the, it's the real deal. I mean, this is yeah. the way they do it. And they're really effective. Right. And um, that's happening all over the world. It is, and, uh, you know, the, it brings up really, I think, complicated sociological issues, bet- the relationship between us here in America where we've got a regulatory structure. It's not like we, American industry is, you know, perfect in any way, right? Uh, but we live in a very wealthy country uh, with a lot of resources. We do, we work very hard on managing fisheries with the fisheries management councils and the Coast Guard and all of the stuff in yeah. NOAA. And you go to uh, Peru where these are subsistence level farmers. They're selling in the market. This is for their bread and butter. And uh, it's horrific, 100%. Uh, the finning uh, fishery is a devastating fishery for sharks around the world that has significant ec- uh, ecological consequences. But you just wonder, at least I did, this film uh, is an expose. It is meant to 
openly expose a practice that is horrifying. Anna, Anna just walked in. Do you want to join us? Hey, Anna, come and sit down. The executive director of the International Ocean Film Festival, Anna Blanco. We've been trying to find you. <laughs> sign, sign in. Hello, Anna. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. This Hold that exciting. real close into your mouth. Yeah. It's so good to have you. We're doing our daily... Uh, our daily update for Sunday, and we were just talking about A Feather to Kill last night and uh, how heavy that film was and meaningful and just all of the complex issues it, it uh, yeah. But before forward. we do the film, Anna, yeah. I really just need to, how's the film going for you as an executive director? You're on the last day. You guys yeah, have screened I almost made it. <laughs> over 40 films so far in the first three and a half days. How's it going? It's going great. It is just amazing. It's every year I'm just baffled at how much it just keeps getting better and better. And it's it, there's so many new parts this year, which are all turning out to be really exciting. The VR experience. Yeah. Um, and going up to San Rafael, I was there last night. It oh. was a full house with Chasing the Thunder, and we Skyped in Paul Watson from wow. Vermont twice. Wow. So that was exciting. And just, you know, new people, but also a lot of old friends and people who've been coming to the festival for years. And just great to have that energy yeah. and that excitement when people come in. It's 16th year. 16th year. And we last night after this film... There was a little party here in the firehouse, and it was a great party. And one of the things, I, I bumped into you uh, at the, near the wine table, <laughs> and uh, we, were, <laughs> we were just talking. We are like, the energy here. You know, this is true whenever people get together, but with the film thing, because there's this emotional component, and we had just seen A Feather to Kill, mm -hmm. um, it, and then we all got to come together with all of our passion, kind of hang out. It was just a really powerful, good energy uh, that we need that that many more people I think should be uh, involved with and it needs to be shared because it's really great. Exactly. It is. Um, you know, we just we I get so many people who come up to me and thank me as I'm walking out or I'm going over here and I'm going over there and they they know who I am. I've addressed the audience a couple of times mm -hmm. and they just go out of their way to say thank you. Yeah. And they don't really need to say much. And some people want to chat, but they just want to say thank you for having this opportunity for yeah. coming together with other like-minded people who care about the ocean to experience the films that they wouldn't be able to see otherwise and also just to feel the energy that's in the room when you're in that theater lobby waiting for the doors to open yeah you know that the person next to you is just as excited as you are about the next film yeah or they just came off a film that was so inspiring and the one that they're never going to forget and that's what festivaling is all about uh, totally yeah it's, it's it's a great medium to communicate on very complicated issues that are not easy to get your hand around fisheries issues or environmental pollution and things like this film is vivid these are crafty well-crafted films by filmmakers young and old from shorts to full feature uh, and you can't help but get your eyes opened about mm -hmm. what's happening. You mm -hmm. have, may have a general notion that plastic in the ocean is an issue. It is a very different thing to see it vividly portrayed in what's actually happening. It's very different to see the dolphin harpooning and what's going on in the shark fin fishery as a vivid picture and experience of a well-made story that tells the truth about what's going on. So it's hard not to sit through these sessions and and come out just 
I've got to do something. It is mm -hmm. a very motivating uh, environment, and the information is provided in a way that is inspiring. It's unavoidable. It is, and it's it's. Uh, I think that's one of the things I mentioned when I when I talk to people about the festival is you have no idea the myriad issues that are being addressed around the world when it comes to the ocean, whether it's below the waterline and whales getting entangled or ship strikes mm -hmm. because there's so much increased shipping around the world, yeah. or whether it's a coastal cult culture that's learning to preserve their fishing stock by doing it differently because someone's come in and helped them learn how to fish differently. Yeah. Um, whether it's someone who says, I'm going to embark on a journey of a lifetime and get on a sailboat and cross yeah. the Atlantic Ocean. There's the, the just the vast variety of subject matter that touch upon when you start thinking about the ocean and it could be, you know, nudibranchs. Yeah. I didn't know what a nudibranch was. Until loved I, saw my I loved the film. nudibranch film last exactly. night. Oh, the, the cinematography was so cool of that film. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the shorts last night. Uh, but, you know, I, I wanted to ask you this and Tyler and I were talking about this last night. Yeah. This, there's this, there's a bit of a battle Mm -hmm. emotionally going on in the in in the community of the mm -hmm. film festival it seems to me there is the truth telling of what's happening mm -hmm. which in many cases is somewhat bleak and can be a little overwhelming mm -hmm. and then there is this real commitment to hope and mm -hmm. about possibility and how it can be better mm -hmm. and there's this sort of tension between these two things and in fact Arjun who is 15 years old right. <laughs> who did the film Inor the mm -hmm. Inor about his grandmother's hometown in India mm -hmm. on the coast and the power plants and all stuff I mean what an incredibly smart well-spoken perceptive young man mm -hmm. I was and his sister who's 13 years old <laughs> I mean this film yeah. was very powerful and really interesting and his dilemma a little bit was to show it as he said i want i need to we need to be aware of the truth but we also need to start to work on getting it better right that's the two sides of that coin exactly and i think there's a lot like you're right you're correct um you have to tell these stories and because the truth needs to be told about what's happening and sometimes people will come away and it's such a powerful and emotional experience. It is. That then you're like, well, wow, I didn't I didn't want to know that, but at the same time, I'm so glad that I know it now because now I know that I can do something and that I need to do something. So to me, even a film like A Feather to Kill, um, which is near and dear to my heart, I spoke to Hardy Jones mm. two weeks before the deadline and he was interested in knowing, you know, what his cutoff time was because he needed more time to edit it. Uh, and so we got into this long conversation. And I lived in Peru. My dad's Peruvian. Oh my and he was in the Peace Corps in the 70s. And that's how he got to learn about dolphins and study dolphins. So, you know, I had this strong emotional connection to him. Mm -hmm. And then only to find out, you know, when I called him up to say he had not only been selected, but also won an award that um, he had passed away shortly after the film wow. was, was, was completed. So yeah. um, so that one's God. very near and dear to my heart. However, being from Peru, I would have never known that this was what was going on, that they were fishing for dolphins, and that even though it's illegal, it's hard to regulate. Mm. And so m myself, within the powers that I might have or not have, 
when I go to Peru, it's I can be one person who can make a difference. And yeah. there's hope for all of us in that regard. And there's so many examples of just one person being able to to make a difference and do something. And you don't know what you're, you're capable of doing until you are informed about what needs to be done. So, yeah. And I could, I could cite so many examples of that that we've seen here at the festival through film, uh, through filmmakers, who are the ones that are actually bringing the story to the screen, um, through characters in the film. Um, so it, there is a lot of hope that results from yeah. showing a film that has a difficult, a difficult and the subject. F- the festival has a track record of having uh, social and legal impact. Uh, issues that you've highlighted at the festival over the years have been addressed legally and professionally and in the real world. So uh, I, I really it caught my attention when you said, you know, you, maybe you don't want to know, but you're just going to sit down and try to open your mind and, and see it. I really do have that experience. You know, we feel like you have so much bandwidth of empathy and understanding about what we do as human beings on the planet. And you sort of get to a point where you're like, I just can't like know anymore. That's mm-hmm. I've got my list of stuff that bothers me, and I can't. But I I think that's the <laughs> I that's been challenged mm-hmm. in going in this festival is mm-hmm. to sit in a room and to really just slow down and try to understand what these people are seeing and showing. Mm-hmm. And you just go, you know, it can be a little overwhelming because some of the stories are difficult I know mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but I think a willingness to see it is important exactly and I also think it's the kind of thing that you know it, it might be difficult in the moment but like most things that are challenging when we first learn about it you know you process it over the next couple of weeks or you remember it yeah or you talk about it with somebody or you just mention it oh my gosh I went to this film at the International Ocean Film Festival and they showed this, this, and that, and, and then you have a conversation. And that's yeah. all part of the process that can take place long after you've seen the film that helps you come around to understanding what that issue is and then you know having an impact and, 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 and that's, doing something. Anna, that's why we're uh, so happy to be here, is to help capture some of these uh, conversations and... and um, keep them and preserve them and also share them with people who aren't weren't here this year and um, hopefully will be here next year mm-hmm. uh, well listen I know that this festival is one thing's for certain it is a marathon it is not a sprint uh, we still have a hell of a program left uh, yeah, before we before we wrap this evening so Will you go over it with us? <laughs> I would love to. Uh, we are talking about program number 12, and it's presented by RBC Wealth Management, a dear, um, one of our sponsors here. Uh, it's Sunday at 4 o'clock here at Cowell Theater. Uh, the first one is called The Blessed Assurance, and this is a very unique uh, film. I don't want to give it away, but it is from, uh, it's about sh- shrimp trawlers in Georgia. And I yeah. love getting films from other parts of uh, the country totally. that we don't typically get. And, uh, you know, it's one of those coastal culture films about the economics of change and how climate change is affecting economics and livelihoods of people who depend on the ocean, you know, for a living. And um, it's a very interesting film because it's one of those that, that doesn't have any dialogue. 
in the very beginning and then at first you want to think something's wrong with it and then at the end it's just the there's minimal dialogue but just enough to say wow i got that totally right? so it's a different kind of film cool uh, the Southern White Whale is about, obviously, the Southern White White Whale um, from Argentina. And it's about marine mammal species in Patagonia. Always a crowd pleaser when you see a big whale. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the last one is our anchor film, uh, Lobster War, The Fight Over the World's Richest Fishing Grounds. And um, that's with David Abel who is a reporter for the Boston Globe. I saw him earlier with his wife and two kids. Oh. And he is a very, it's a very interesting um, story about the 277 miles of waters between the U.S. and Canada that's still being disputed and how it's affecting the lobster trade. So again, you know, for us, we get films from all over the world. We get a lot of films about the Pacific Ocean, but when you get something about the Atlantic Ocean and about lobster, to me, that was exciting, and I thought we have to have this film. And so he's been extremely friendly and uh, a joy to work with. Um, and the film has shown in several film festivals. It's our it's the West Coast premiere. We will be sitting down with him this evening after that, and look really look forward to speaking with him because it's, uh, of course, fresh in the minds of, of our audience is a uh, show we did with Dr. Kunkel, uh, who's a lobster scientist, and he he's talking about the scientific uh, situation with global warming and the water's warming, the lobster's migrating. And this is gonna overlay with that so well. It's gonna be wonderful to pair those two together. Right, and, and we I didn't know he was, when we were looking at the program initially, weren't sure if the filmmaker uh, for Lobster Awards was gonna be here. So when he showed up, we have that set up. We're also gonna be talking to Heinrich and Claudia about their films and their experience over four years at the festival this afternoon. So we've got some really good people to sit down with today. That's great, I'm so excited that you do. That's wonderful. Well, let's go get, let's go uh, hit the rest of the festival. What do you guys say? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Thanks, Anna Blanca, the executive director of the International Ocean Film Festival from San Francisco, California. Thanks for sitting in with us today. Yeah.